welcome to In the Rising Podcast. My name is Bettina Brown, and this is the platform I've chosen to talk about living a life that's in alignment with your hopes, your dreams, and your goals. And changing your life away from that shame-blame game, that does nothing for you. So today's guest is Sasha from Sasha Talks, and she has so much insight and intuitiveness into her work that she combines with her organizational work. She actually holds an MBA as well. So I encourage you and invite you to listen. We did have, maybe it's because we're both empaths, just a little bit of technical issues every once in a while with the audio, but overall, we're all good. Let's get going. So I'm really excited to speak to you today because you have an interesting story. Um, You are a founder and an entrepreneur of a platform where you really focus on helping people recognize their self-worth and their self and also in their professional settings. Um, would you share a little bit more like where, where this idea came up for you? Well, Sasha Talks was born from a place of need and I find it to be a blessing in disguise because over a decade ago when there were some economic changes going on, I was still working in, I come from a business background, that's my man-made career. And being who I am, I am a spiritual person who works as a reader. I refrain from using the word psychic because it comes with a fair share of connotations, but I do spiritual counseling. So I do readings. I've always been that individual but outside of my academic professional career path. And it got to a point where I noticed that in my business path, there was an opportunity that was being curtailed and I needed to find it, figure out how to supplement my income or find a complement at a minimum. And I asked myself, what are certain abilities and or skills that I have that I haven't capitalized upon? I really had to think about it. And I said, I've been doing readings in the form of spiritual counseling I'm going to entertain that. So initially, Sasha Talks was only a platform for the spiritual counseling aspect. But because I entertain many roles in my actual life, I said, I'm going to merge the business aspect and the spirituality on one platform. And when you look at it at the moment, it it is more business focused in the recent years, but it has gone through an evolution Because when people would seek me out for different types of services, I told myself they're still seeking out the same person, but they're going to five different platforms for different reasons, so why not merge it? It was born from a place of need. I did not ever anticipate that over a decade down the road I would be talking to you today. Because at that moment in time, it was more about coming from a place of survival and forecasting three months at a time and let, letting that dictate. But I think the beauty of it was I ended up being the student of my own work along the way, introducing me to people that I typically would not cross paths with in my day-to-day life, because when you're catering to a certain audience, you don't have the bandwidth. That in the process, I was able to also develop life skills and becoming comfortable being around strangers and living in a virtual universe, which I did not know. But of course, I do my work in person. So that's how Sasha Talks was born. Wow. In a nutshell. Wow. So what's really nice is that you say you looked at yourself. What what um what else could you do to feed your soul? 
and you incorporated like your 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 spiritual component and you know you've wrote on your website you you have the clairvoyance you have the clairs basically that you and that you um are an empath that you are comfortable with saying that and that you're also in the business world do you feel that many people who are in the business world and you have an MBA you know so do you feel that many people are comfortable talking about um their spiritual aspect or their souls, their, their feelings. When we think business, we don't often think feelings. Correct. I would say in the recent years through the people that I've crossed paths with, I mean, these are from CEOs to high profile personalities and day-to-day individuals, given the nature of the world and the direction that we're going, where people are seeking the higher truth or they want to improve and enhance their life, I feel they're becoming comfortable. We're not at 100%, but I would say at least about 40% from my observation from the large span of audience I engage, they're more vocal about it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I find it very amazing because I never set out to attract a certain type of audience because you, I focus on the human condition and therefore gender has nothing to do with it, none of the labels or anything that over the years I've acquired an audience with a male following. And I noticed the men are more open and vocal about their spirituality than the women are. So I find that to be intriguing. And these men happen to work out in different various business fields. They're not exactly working in the self-development or the coaching industry. And it's exciting to know what direction we're going to go into. But I do believe that we're at that fork in the road where you cannot... Uh, segregate your feelings from the practical aspect of your living. Yes, That's why I always say who we are on the street is probably going to be the same person that you're willing to hire. Mm-hmm. You can't be 10 different fragmented personalities, one at home, one in your friendships, one in your loving relationship and the room. So we have to figure out who we are and learn how to develop that relationship with ourselves. Because since childhood, we're often conditioned to go chase things and go chase your goals and who you want and what you want and where you want to go. But oftentimes we're too busy figuring other things out or figuring other people out when the bigger challenge is you need to figure out who you are and the rest of the things will eventually start falling into place. Mm -hmm. Instead of going from the outward inward, go from the inward outward. Yeah. And you bring up some interesting points because I just had a conversation um, with someone else earlier today um, that, especially in the professional sense, that we may be judging our validness, our our, um, our worth based off what other people are feeling. And she was also commenting that this has to come from within. And you can have so many achievements on paper and yet still feel that you're not worth it from within. That is one observation I was introduced to when I started reading for people on a global level, that it always came down to either they were lacking the self-confidence, the self-esteem, their worth, but they're banging on every door and every window out there for their lover to validate them, for their boss to validate them, for their parents. And we're all humans, we're going to acquire some scars and we shouldn't be ashamed of it, but ultimately it all goes back to us. What are we doing to fill ourselves? We're responsible for filling up our own cup Mm -hmm. and we have to learn how to do that. 
because as time progresses, technology and all of that is great, but there's so much noise in the world that I meet people time to time that they confess they can go out and eat alone. They can do things alone because they don't know how it is. They're always surrounded by some type of noise or they're connected to their phone. They're connected to the email. Uh, there's always somebody by their side. And unfortunately, I've also met men and women along the way where they would rather have another human body in a relationship, even though they don't love that person, they don't like that person. They probably acknowledge it's a toxic relationship, but they cannot think of being alone and lonely. Mm-hmm. You could be alone, but not feel lonely. Or you could be in a relationship and be very lonely. So people have to distinguish the difference between being alone and lonely. And many people are afraid of uh, true loneliness, but they don't realize sometimes you are in a relationship, you are in a crowd, and that's even the loneliest feeling in the world. Yes, to be with so many people and still alone um, or or at work or in relationships, one-on-one personal relationships to, to not have a connection with someone you should have a connection with. Yes, and especially with social media nowadays, I haven't come across this lately, but there are times where people brag as I have 5,000 friends on Facebook, and I go, how many of those people do you truly know? There's nothing wrong with it, but sometimes people get into the numbers game and they start compromising quality, and then they're wondering why are they so sad, but they're connected with the entire world. Mm-hmm. Yes. And meaning, meaning. And so you said you are also a speaker. What, what sort of topics do, um, I guess, people ask you to speak about? Are there, are there just, do you see like patterns um, for what you're asked to kind of focus on? When I started off, it was more focused on self-development because that was the spiritual aspect that I would often pitch to third parties. So it would be Uh, learning how to get to know ourselves better. It focused on energy, energy cleansing, and it's not only about cleansing the physical energy and space and clutter. It has to do with organizing our thoughts. We are what we eat. We are the company that we keep. And sometimes when it comes to certain types of relationships, we give people a pass But what happens when you keep on pushing the envelope because you care for somebody allegedly that you want them to cross the hurdle and you realize, no, you're finally seeing them for who they are. So, of course, I bring my personal experiences and go, okay, well, once upon a time when I was 20, I I engaged in, in these type of decisions and it played out. But then sooner or later, I had to grow a spine and go, this is not a healthy relationship. I'm finally seeing people for who they are. And you have to know when to spot personalities that are going to keep on projecting their emotional burdens onto you and you have nothing to do with them because they came into your path that way. And the only person who could heal those wounds are the owner of those wounds. Mm -hmm. So whether it's in your love life, your friendships, your family, and of course, with age, living and experience, we learn how to take ownership. I could only be accountable for the burdens that I bring to the table that I may have either manifested or taken on. And you have to learn how to differentiate those boundaries energetically, but also in these relationships. 
because in the name of being nice, at times I come across, I notice women do this more than men, that maybe I'm too nice, and then they end up compromising what their boundaries are. And often the ones that are giggling and being cute about it are the same ones that are spending their evenings crying their eyes out in pain because they can't sell that story to themselves, but they're hoping that they might get that validation from me or any other human being out there. Mm-hmm. And I always find it interesting when I work with men and women, how they define their boundaries and some things that men are more tolerant of, women are not tolerant of. And mm-hmm. of course, in their functioning in the world, men take on responsibilities of women and women are able to coexist and uh, provide, I would say, healthy competition in the practical matters of the world. And we still have to understand that whoever you are, celebrate who you are and don't try to be somebody else. There are too many imposters out there. At the time, people are fighting to be recognized for their individuality. And so many people are blending their personalities to be somebody else. Because there's a distinction between imitating somebody and emulating them. And I want people to be their best self. Because at times I see that in business and I could tell when certain executives or leaders are trying to be somebody else and I'm going, I just wish this person could be them. They're so much more likable and respectable compared to them trying to be somebody that they're not. So say someone, um, you know, just for practicality, what, you know, someone's listening to you and you're like, you know, clearing energy space, you know, and that includes mentally, (laughs) physically, you know, I, 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 this is a bad thing, but when I go in new seasons, which is about every three months or so, I will literally remodel the house because I'm like, it has a different energy. (laughs) I will repaint something. (laughs) It has a different energy because I need this for this time. And I'm able to move forward. But what, what, when someone doesn't know, like how to even do that, what are, what are maybe one or two tips or strategies that you offer for them? Well, one size does not fit all because I'm a minimalist and I know some people who know me make fun of me. They don't understand and how you have different seasons. I go through that as well. I would ask them, what are the things that are keeping them up at night? or things that they want to achieve. It doesn't always have to be a lack or a concern, but you have to audit the thoughts that you have in your brain. Who are the people that you're talking to? Some people are very virtual. They lack the day-to-day communication skills with human beings in person. So you need to start organizing from simple things from your inbox to your voicemail, to your workspace, even if you're working at home. If you like the clutter and there's a method to the madness, for some people there is, for most of the people it isn't. Uh, there are people who love to hoard things because it's their security blanket. Mm. space. And I go through my seasons where I look at it as I love something, I like it, and if I have no emotion towards it, it's going to charity or it's going to be given away. Uh, There are so many people who are so reactionary in today's world that they keep, for example, keep on buying stuff. And then they're looking at the stuff and they're going, okay, I don't even understand or remember how I justified buying this because I don't need it. Mm -hmm. Just like that, you do that with people with relationships you take on. It doesn't mean go seek people out so you could take advantage 
or have a means to an end. But what are these people, how are they contributing to your life? Are these reciprocal relationships or are they just placeholders because you're afraid of being alone? Mm-hmm. So you can look at it from a metaphorical perspective, but also the literal perspective of how do you keep your space organized and clean? Mm-hmm. Because or what we think, and there are many people, there's a lot going on in their mind, and they need to figure out how to simplify it. I know for a good period of years, I would just smile at the idea of meditation. But sooner or later, I finally gave into it. That worked for me. And it keeps me focused. I begin my day. I end my day with it. I do the gratitude journal that I started off over five years ago. And every day when I end my day, I come up with things that I'm grateful for. And the more you do it every day, you start picking up on things that you may overlook in your day-to-day life mm-hmm. that you write down that you're grateful for. It could be something simple from not having any traffic. So instead of a two and a half hour commute, I ended up getting back in 90 minutes. It's a big deal if you're a public commuter. Or it could be something where out of the blue, a stranger engaged in a nice gesture for you at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. But I also do another activity. It's the forgiveness. So every day I forgive at least one person, thing, or circumstance that may have irked me or I thought that needed some resolution. So when you start this activity, it starts building. It's like all of the poison from within you that you thought was tucked away comes out. You go, I never knew I was holding on to this for nine years. This has to be let go. And you come to terms with it. And then it could be something simple as maybe someone cut me off in traffic and maybe that may have unsettled me. So context matters of what... And, you know, when you, you you said a lot of good points, you talked about your gratitude journal, and I'm sure there's somebody rolling their eyes like that gratitude journal again. <laughs> I keep hearing I that, used but, to do it too, so I won't judge them. <laughs> but, you know, what, what is important to, to recognize is that we, as people, have many thoughts per day. And if we look at the science, 75 to 80% of our thoughts are negative. They're negative about things outside of our body, inside of our body. When we are focusing on gratitude, it changes that. It starts to change that ratio. And when we have more of a positive, we have this energy suddenly from within us to do things in our workplace, to have the energy to look at relationships metaphorically and literally, whether or not we want them. And so I think the points you brought up are very big and it goes right back to the original point of my podcast of in the rising, where can you, how can you move the needle of your compass to move North for you? Cause that's the only person whose needle you're in charge of. I completely agree. And I've learned that when we start focusing on our self-development, that's when other aspects of our our life start improving. It could be from your professional performance or bringing a fresher perspective and being able to relate with life better around you. I think at one point I was conditioned, especially when I started out in my career path over 20 years ago, was you're always looking for answers outside of you. So you have to interact with people. And sometimes when you're younger and fashionable, you're going to give more credit to other people to guide you along the way. But you realize as you embrace adulthood, 
that some of the people running the world are more clueless than the ones who <laughs> could come up with the solutions. <laughs> and I mean that in our day-to-day life, sometimes we give people automatic credence because of their title or their age. And I just had a very interesting conversation with a gentleman about three weeks ago. And he said, age does not equal maturity and maturity does not equal age. And that's why he tells his teenage children that you have to go out, live life and earn it mm-hmm. and think about how many times, whether it was naively or we just had a reason to justify why some people have more credence in our life. Mm-hmm. They might well, but they might not know where you need that specific guidance. And I always tell people there's a lot of information out there today. It's very convenient. So Sasha, I will have all this in the description box, but why don't you um, just give a rundown of how people can contact you, learn more about you um, and move forward in those directions. So for Bettina and the audience, people are welcome to drop by sashatops.com. It is the platform. You just click on the various toolbars from the blog, the media, and it will redirect you to the appropriate direction that you want to look at. It could be for self-development or it could be the business-oriented content. Okay. Okay, I will put that. I've enjoyed our conversation today, Sasha. Um, it, it's really wonderful to see how you're melding the two um, and and how you are really very passionate about your readings and and being and living in your gift and feeling comfortable with that because not many people are um, or they've pushed their gifts aside for so long that they it's like it's hard for them to reaccess them. So I really praise you on that and thank you so much for your time. So I encourage you to go to Sasha Talks. Dot com. You can get in touch with her. You can learn about her intuitive readings and learn more how she's able to help you with your organization. And if you found this podcast beneficial to you, I encourage you to leave a five-star review. It does so much to put this podcast into the hands and into the ears of those who need it most. And until next time, let's keep building one another up.